Hello and welcome to BizQuick. I'm Corey. And I'm Julie. And today we have part one of You Are Not Alone, a limited series on mental and financial wellness. We've all had a really stressful year and we've heard from so many people, not just small business owners, that they're at their breaking point. This podcast series isn't just for small business owners. We truly believe that everyone can benefit from these conversations. In a year when so many have had challenge after challenge, we wanted to find a way to offer some help and hope. We decided to reach out to our various networks to bring together a few experts that will hopefully give you some advice and guidance on how to keep going. We believe in the never say quit entrepreneurial spirit, and these experts will provide insight through their knowledge and their own experiences on ways to keep on moving forward. This podcast will be released every Saturday in the month of December, and it's going to feature a licensed therapist as well as business and financial experts telling their stories and giving you advice on how to keep yourself sane. With that said, we'd like to bring on Heather Vargo. She is a trauma therapist out of the Philadelphia area with over 25 years of experience as a licensed clinical and social worker. She's going to give advice and some real talk about what you may be going through right now. Hey, Heather, welcome to the show. How are you hey, doing? Hey, Corey. Today? Thanks for having me. I'm pretty good. Yourself? Doing well. Thank you so much for joining us today, Heather. This is a really special well, conversation. This is a special conversation, one that we've wanted to have after having a lot of different conversations over the past couple of months. And since you are a therapist, we're just going to start with this question. How's business? <laughs> well, Julie, I can say COVID has been good for business, for my business anyway. Yeah, it's, uh, fortunately and unfortunately, I think. Mm -hmm. That's... I guess that's good that you're seeing an uptick in people, which means people are reaching out for help. Yeah, people are more people are reaching out for help. People that uh, maybe I haven't heard from in a year, a couple of years are coming back for, you know, some support. So you're seeing kind of a combination. And what are you primarily seeing, um, you know, like from your clients who are coming back and just in general, um, you know, since you are a trauma therapist, um, there's probably some, some themes in there. Yeah, I see a lot of people who struggle with anxiety and depression, and I think you're seeing just more extremes in terms of like uh, intensity and symptoms. So somebody who you know was maybe managing pretty well um, prior to COVID, uh, maybe is needing to increase some medication or go to therapy more often to try to maintain you know their same mood stability. Um, the social the, you know the isolation and the you know environmental stressors you know just can be really triggering for, for anybody, but especially somebody who has a history of trauma. So you're going to see um, an exacerbation in symptoms. It's great that there's, you know, a number of people that have come back to you or that you're continuing to see through all of this. Let's focus a little bit on the people who aren't reaching out for help, mm -hmm. right? Because there's this entire group of people that, you know, I like to refer to them as the fringe people who mm -hmm. feel like there's nowhere to turn. Maybe they, you know, lost their job or they lost a loved one or they're really, really isolated or 
you know, their financial situation is just dire at this point and they don't know where to turn. So from a, a mental health perspective, what, what are some, some ways that that group of people can start to, you know, turn the tide a little bit and feel better? I mean, I, you know, I've been a therapist for 25 years and I, I no longer feel like therapy is a luxury. I really feel like therapy should, you know, be available like any other medical specialty. Um, so I think what, what I am seeing, I don't see too many people on the fringe. You know, like I said, most of my clients are pretty well function, pretty high functioning. They have good jobs. Um, I'm seeing a lot of their companies step up in the sense that like Aetna, for example, if you work for certain companies, they'll pay your copay. So, you know, my patients' copays are being waived, which is affording them the ability to come to therapy weekly if they want to. Whereas prior to that, it would have been, you know, would have been too expensive if they have like a $60 copay, so to speak. So that's, you know, I'm seeing like, that's nice to see that you're seeing um, large companies like I mean, I want to name names, but that they're recognizing and encouraging their employees to, you know, seek these benefits. Um, but I think with the smaller business people and people who aren't so fortunate, um, it does um, it does feel more like maybe a luxury item. You know, um, I would say try to find some support. You know, online if you have to. There's there's groups, there's, you know, all kinds of telehealth, but really just talking to someone could be a priest, you know, it doesn't have to be a, like just someone who's trained to, to be a good listener uh, can really make a huge difference in someone's, you know, ability to cope. You'd mentioned isolation as being one of the, the big triggers or problems that people are facing um, today. What are some ways, uh, I mean, we're doing this over Zoom. So much of our life now is, is remote. It's digital. Um, how would you recommend people connect? And I mean, cause this, this remote connection is not the same as being in person, you know, and we are social. Not at all. And I think, and I think people, I mean, I certainly was resistant to it at first, you know, and, you know, I'm the type of person that if, if I'm afraid of something and I need to get past it, then I just dive in because there's just no way around it. So that's what you do. You dive in, you know, and if you have some experience at that, where you've done that and you've landed on your feet as any small business owner probably has done, then it's not as scary, you know, than for people who've never done that before. Right. Um, but so I was all new to zoom and I figured it out. I'm still figuring it out. Um, it's not my strength. I don't want it to be. I make no apologies for that. You know, I do my best and I still see clients in person because that's what I prefer. I did start a group. I started two groups since COVID. I'd already had a couple going just because there was definitely more of a need. Uh, but I think just getting outside and getting around nature, animals, people, um, I think something Julie said earlier kind of just is, you know, important to note that for people to reach out for support and to want to connect, they have to 
first acknowledge that there's a need there and that there's like, that they are lonely, you know, and that that's okay. Like we are social beings. I don't think people realize how much humans need one another. You know, like we don't do well in isolation. We're not meant to be in isolation. We are meant to be in groups and families and communities. And we suffer as a result when we are not, when we're not. We are definitely social creatures. And there is a lot, there are a number of things working against people being social right now, right? So, um, every state is under different guidelines and it just, it, at some points it feels really overwhelming. Um, I want to, I want to shift gears a little bit and ask about like tips or guidance that people can take in terms of their, I'm just going to frame it as consumption, right? Because Mm -hmm. there are, it, it's we're at a time where it feels like consumption of like the bad things is at an all time high, right? People are drinking too much. There's drugs. People are consuming way too much television, too much Netflix. People are consuming too much news. Right. And I mean, I frequently have to remind friends, turn off your television, stop watching it. It's just stop. And I know we're, we're, we're not a political podcast. We typically do everything we can to avoid talking on either side, but this is a really dangerous time for people psychologically because it very much is two sides pitted completely against each other. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of things around consumption that we can, we can talk about. And I'd I'd like to step into that if you don't mind. I mean, I'm assuming you're talking about like, you know, things that we do to kind of self-medicate, right? And, you know, I think, I think there's a definite uptick in that. And I think it's really, I mean, it's obviously something we have to be aware of. I think one, it's like finding this balance between like being okay with not being okay, you know, and which might mean Maybe I'm eating more than I should be or not exercising as much as I want to be or drinking more caffeine or more wine on weeknights, you know, but I'm not going to like beat myself up over it because that's a slippery slope versus, you know, making an excuse for it or justifying or rationalizing it. Or, you know, I think it's really about tuning in as to like, what's going on? Like, what am I not wanting to feel? That, that that thing is going to maybe take its place. You know, for me, boredom's a big one, you know? So if you're not getting out and like, like I get a little stir crazy, you know? So like online shopping, yeah, that's, that's, that kind of keeps that dopamine going. I mean, swipe <laughs> once for pulling mackerel and there you go. It's like, who knew? But yeah, I think it's just about stop, pause, kind of like, tune in and sit with whatever that is, that anxiety, that despair, just a minute longer than you think you can before turning to that avoidance strategy, if you will, that can be really reinforcing and addictive, you know? So like trying to tolerate more distress and primarily 
physiological, like as a trauma therapist, I deal with the brain, a lot of it from like, you know, the neck down, if you will. So you look at how like your body's nervous system um, is impacted by, you know, the environment and what that can trigger. So, you know, uh, when people start to feel maybe their heart racing a little bit or sad and maybe they don't or scared and they don't want to, they don't want to feel that or think about that. They just turn to something else. Maybe, you know, YouTube video or see a lot of that as a therapist, a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of, uh, which is just further isolating. Right. And then it just kind of leads down this path of like suffering essentially, you know, as opposed to healing or connecting. And you had said something about, you know, uh, just a, a minute ago about uh, just kind of taking, taking whatever, that, whatever that, that stress is and just dealing with it just a little bit longer, you know, to really live in that moment. For a lot of people out there, I think that everybody's, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are at the end of their rope. They've been taking that stress yeah. for, you know, this two week yeah. lockdown that's now been six months. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so, I mean, how, how do you, I mean, what would be your recommendation for them? I mean, my mantra is always, this is temporary, you know, because everything's fucking temporary. Are you allowed to curse on this? Yeah. You just did. You're okay. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday specials that you're fine. Right? Like I say, if anybody wants to get anxious, just thinking about dying, we can all make ourselves really anxious if we want to, you know, it's really where, you know, it's like, you know, where focus goes, energy flows kind of a thing. And I think what is scary for people and what gets overwhelming for people is when they don't see an end in sight. And I think that's why this time in particular, politically, is so triggering because we just want it to be over. We just want to move forward. We just want to, and, and we're in limbo, you know, and we feel like we've been in limbo for so long and we feel like we just can't take any more, but there will be an end in sight. There has to be an end in sight. Our logical minds know that, you know, we just have to convince the rest of us, which takes time. It's not a switch. But what if there is no end in sight? <laughs> so, well, you I know, mean, with COVID, I yeah, mean, with well, like the isolation. And a, and a lot of, you know, everybody's been, that's what all they've been saying is like, oh, when we'll get back to normal, we'll get back to normal. But what if this is what life is going to be like for a very long time? Um, I mean, depending on, you know, whatever news reports you read or, or whatever, that, you know, that, that they've, I've seen things where they, you know, lockdowns could last up to, you know, into 2022. Um, so, you know, what? Well, I guess, you know, one of the benefits I have going for me is I am an optimist. Um, and I also am a scientist. And so, I mean, that's what I believe. But, you know, so I, that's what I read. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the vaccine. I think, you know, that will give people who are the most vulnerable I mean, they're talking about early next year, you know, I'm, I'm hoping. Um, no, I agree. I think nothing will be quite the same. I mean, once you go through something like this, like it forever changes, you know, the way you look at things. Um, you know, I don't know that I can say 
what's going to help people that are at the end of the rope. I think that that you have to, you know, again, find that balance between burnout. Because I think so many people just think they just have to push through it and just like, you know, make it, force it, as opposed to like, maybe like step back and just like feel it and fall apart for a day or two and then get back up and do it again tomorrow. And literally it's like a one day at a time when you're in that kind of survival mode, you know, like, it's just, what's the next thing I have to do? Literally, like, just map it out, you know, moment by moment. If you can't think big picture, like, you know, this eventually will get me here. You know, just keep plugging and find out, like, you, it really comes down to finding what, like, I've gotten really into houseplants, like, crazy my husband is like ready to kill me like it's a jungle down there like that's been my obsession you know and I love it it's been awesome I mean it's like thank god for houseplants otherwise I would totally an alcoholic by now you know like you have to find something that's not gonna you know hurt you but help you uh and and lean into that you know like find something creative you know um pick up something, you know, just get curious, try to, you know, or just take a rest, take a break and then like regroup and get back out there. I think it's, it's great advice. It is, it might, I think it's also probably hard for a number of people to, to take their mind off of it and stop thinking about things like that for a while. Um, you know, just to take a break from it. I, I well, I think to- like you were saying, like limiting the news. I mean, I tell my patients to do the same thing, you know, like recognize what's activating you. Like when you start to feel anxious, scared, that like what's going on, like who, what, where, why, what, you know what I mean? Recognize when you start to feel calmer, when you feel more content or at peace, you know, like no, mental note. And you really want to lean into those moments because, you know, our brain is so conditioned to remembering the negatives with so much more vivid detail than like positive moments. And that's why this whole gratitude practices you hear about is like so popular because it really helps, you know, lay those pathways that will help people be more hopeful in times of distress which is important. And um, that's, you know, the beauty of physical activity, especially physical activity outdoors can also help with the same thing. Yeah. Right? It really... I, I think of it as like mental physical, it's like mental physical activity. It's like, well, mindfulness is essentially what I'm talking about. It's a practice, you know, just like training for a marathon. You don't just show up and run, you know, like you there's, you know, you, you do it every day, right? You know, like we've done that. Yep. So it's the same thing. You have to commit to it. And, you know, your mental health is like anything else with your health. What you put into it is what you get out of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to um, go back to something that we were talking about earlier when you had said to reach out to people. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a therapist or a social worker or right. whoever that, you know, go to a priest or just some hairdresser. Yeah. But I, you know, there's, there's something that I've, I've noticed this trend and I don't know if it's tied to social media, but I'm going to tie it to social media. Cause I feel like everything is social media's fault. You know, that's just me personally, <laughs> but I have noticed a trend in 
that when you reach out to people for to to talk that you know i could say like hey i'm really you know struggling with x and rather than getting a how can i help or tell me more about that or whatever it is you get a top that response like yeah. oh well i'm struggling with x and yeah. y yeah and it gets to the point where you don't want to talk to people because you're all you're doing is you're trying to feel better or get somebody to help you know just to listen to you mm-hmm. and you end up taking someone else's problems on well right that's why people come to me right so if i'm if 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 i'm in a group that i can't afford you or i'm just my circumstances don't allow for someone to come to a therapist what are a licensed professional what are some qualifiers that people can put around having conversations with other people that are just simple boundaries to help them actually feel better at the end of a conversation rather than absorbing someone else's shit. Yeah. I mean, you can't well, do I want to add just uh, yeah. on top of that, um, for me yeah. being a guy, I'm, I like to problem solve. I don't like yeah. to listen. So <laughs> if you can, you can kind of incorporate that into that into there as well. That'd be great. True, true, true <laughs> fact. Which part you want me to pro- do the problem solving part, like add that part? To oh, it? No, no. Uh, so that when, you know, for, for somebody like me, like if some, one of my friends were to reach out and they're like, you know, Hey, I've got this problem. COVID's been, you know, killing me, whatever. I'm immediately going to start trying to figure out ways to help when all right. they might need is just to get something. To listen. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say to you, like, and I'm going to keep coming back to this, like pause, you know, we do everything so automatically, you know, we just react, like we just, especially under stress, right? So all the more reason to just like, if you know this is a thing that you do, like then that's something you wanna like pay, pay special attention to, right? Like, so I'm not gonna just react on and try to fix it. I'm gonna pause and I'm gonna try to be more of an active, listener. So there's things called horizontal questions versus vertical questions. Horizontal questions are more like the facts, you know, where you can get like one, but horizontal questions really help you lean, or I'm sorry, vertical questions help you lean into, you know, really getting, you know, and it's about being attuned and like being able to, to, to know like that something, you know, is going on with someone. And I think a lot of people like in your case, Corey, I would say like, maybe you don't want to sit with the distress of him having a problem. You want to impose a fix so that like it's over with and now we can like be done with it as opposed to like, just like watching someone be struggling when you can't fix it. Like, what does that bring up for you? Feelings of powerless and inadequacy? I don't know, but like, that's your stuff that you shouldn't impose on someone else, right? Like, like that's something that you, as a therapist, we always kind of like have to keep in mind. So let, give that person, you know, the space to have their own feeling, their own experience, that we're not trying to manipulate it somehow, yeah? So I would say like pause, right? And then say, just so I know, cause I wanna, you know, I wanna, I wanna help. Are you looking for 
you know, some advice? Do you just want me to listen? Like, what, what do you need right now? And I always get people like, yeah, I want your advice. What the fuck you like this? <laughs> but like, you know, most people <laughs> like, why do you think I'm telling you I want your advice? Like, okay, right, I just don't want to impose it on you. I don't want to assume. Most, you know, but like not everybody wants that. Like sometimes you just want to be heard, right? You just want to be felt, really, you know? And when someone's trying to like fix it or like push you like further along than you are, then it kind of like it feels off and then it kind of is, you know, it's not very fulfilling, right? So we wanted to take a quick break to tell you more about SB Pace, the small business consulting company that makes this podcast possible. SB Pace, which stands for Small Business Planning, Advising, Coaching, Expertise, focuses solely on helping small businesses and entrepreneurs. Are you looking to start a small business of your own? SB Pace can get you up and running with a solid foundation that's built to last. Are you an existing small business in a slump or just looking for ways to improve what you do? We can help with that. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? SB Pace is the partner you need. You can find out more about SB Pace and what we have to offer by visiting our website, sbpace.com. I had this experience recently, and this um, hopefully will help our listeners to understand that the, um, the effects of 2020 are, you know, everybody has some, they've, they've impacted everyone, right? So, and certainly you know, none of us on this um, podcast are immune to the effects of it. So, um, and the last month has been, I would say brutal for most people simply because I think a lot of people woke up on November 4th, November, yes, November 4th, Wednesday, November 4th, hoping the election was over. And probably most people got to the point where they didn't care who the winner was. They just needed it to end. And here we are almost a month later and it still hasn't ended, but you know, there's just like a lot of accumulative things that have happened. So uh, without saying the who in this situation, I had reached out to three very close people to me recently on a text thread and just was like letting them know like, hey, I'm really struggling. I'm having a tough time. And I ended it with, I'm not okay, right? Thinking that the response, and I didn't put any parameters around how I wanted people to respond. I just wanted to be heard. And it's a very mixed reaction to what happened next because after I sent the text, all three people replied back, echoing that they were also not okay. And so there was a part, and then giving you know details as to why. And there was a part of me that was really grateful that I had created accidentally this opportunity for people to talk about not being okay. But there was also a part of me that was really frustrated. Yeah. That yeah. I went unheard and I, right. I was like, and I, and I, yeah. So yeah, it seems like what you were, you know, in that case, like you weren't looking for, you're not alone because <laughs> we're not okay with you. You know, you were looking for that one-on-one, -on -one, like I see you, I feel you, you know? So maybe a one-on-one -on -one would have been better, you know, than a group, maybe, you know, as a tip. Pro Just, pro yeah, that's a good tip. That, that's you know, tip. you know, yeah. Cause then there's like, then it's more about you and there's more of a, there's less opportunity for that miss attunement when it's one-on-one yeah. -on -one. yeah yeah 
Um, and I think the other thing is, and you know, this is a tough one for people, but it's ask for what you need. <laughs> Use your words, you know, you're a grown up now. And it's like, you know, when we were younger, you know, our parents, they should have been able to read our minds essentially. Really, like that's what really good parents do is they freaking pretty much predict like what the kids need. Sometimes they get it wrong, they let you know, you of course adjust, etc. But if you didn't have that, then you're not so good at even knowing yourself, let alone helping others to, you know, know. So you need to learn how to do that, you know? And you need to be okay with doing that. That's kind of what I was saying about, you know, I think people, you know, thank God in 25 years, my God, like I'm 50, you know, I started doing this at 25 and, you know, it's like the stigma has really gotten so much less. I mean, it's like, and now, I mean, that one of the positive things that have come out of COVID is, you know, again, even less of a stigma around mental health, less of a stigma around addictions and substance abuse, you know, less of a stigma around domestic violence and needing help. You know, it's because it's more out there, you know, it's obviously, it's, 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 it's more prevalent. So, you know, it's more acceptable and that's a good thing. Um, I forget where I was going with that. <laughs> Sorry. That's a good answer. Um, that, that is, um, and I think we want to circle back to what you're talking about with the vertical versus horizontal questions as well. Yeah, yeah. sure. Okay. So I would just say, you know, I would reach out, you know, Julie, I think you're kind of like me in that you're the person everybody comes to when they're in need, you know, that's why I still have a therapist and God, because I need someone that's just going to make it about me, you know, and if I'm in a fortunate position that I can afford that, you know, $30 copay, but you know, being waived right now so take advantage of that um no <laughs> you know i'm getting my kids in therapy like i think therapy's great you know i think that people need to get over the fact that they think they have to do it on their own you know i mean and i hear a lot of people say like how can therapy help me and it's like well how can you know how did i mean you don't know what you don't know you know like like people don't even realize how they can, how they, I think of it as like how we get in our own way, whether it's like limited thinking or, you know, like distorted, you know, patterns and like beliefs, but just trying to um, identify like where you're struggling and, you know, first of all, accept it and then like take responsibility for it, you know, and make it a priority like you would anybody that you care about and if the people in your life aren't so good at that like you can teach them I mean I have trained my friends and my husband to be better listeners you know for me um so we'll talk about the questions you know because this is like the best way I think to teach somebody is to model behavior um <laughs> I'm just reading these and I'm thinking of my teenagers because this, this is like literally what it's like talking, it's like talking to a teenager, you know, <laughs> it's like, where did you go out? You know, what are you buying stuff? You know, like these are just like very 
you know, one point as this opposed to questions? these are the horizontal questions, you know, did you have fun? Yeah. No. What would you do? Nothing, you know, like that kind of stuff. So examples of vertical questions would be, you know, where did you go? The answer. Why'd you go there? You know, like get curious about it, like dig in a little bit, you know. Um, what are you buying? Why'd you pick that to buy? What, you know, what do you like about that? You know, what, what, what made you pick that? Like, like, you know, and say, uh, did you have fun? Yeah, what made it fun? Why was it fun? You know, what was fun about it? Like, just don't give up so easy. I think people are quick to kind of just take that simple answer and leave it at that. And really, if you want to feel felt, if you to be seen and be heard, you know, you have to lean into, you know, the details. Some of this too is about like the, the nonverbal, you know, if someone's saying, oh, it was fine. And you can tell like, really? I mean, this is huge for people who tend to not talk and tend to like, you know, internalize things and until they kind of blow. <clears throat> it's good to, you know, be able to recognize when you think something's bothering them and be able to tune into that and kind of know when maybe, you know, you're saying one thing but feeling another, well, when they are too. And to kind of notice that like, oh, you say, you, know, you say that, but you don't look like it or you seem like something else. Are you sure about that? Like, as opposed to just, you know, the rope kind of, how was your day? Fine, da, 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 you know, like take a moment, pause, tune in, make eye contact, you know, stop what you're doing. Like just, it's all it takes. Yeah. And that's probably good advice for people that are both, you know, feeling okay and people that are really, you know, on the edge or needing some. Or wanting just more connection, right? I mean, that's yeah. what we're talking about. We're talking about feeling isolated and, and lonely. And, you know, I know people that are in relationships and feel lonely, sure. you know, that have extended family and feel lonely because they don't really There's no connection. Feel, yeah. And, and I feel like sometimes people just don't know how. They don't know how, you know, they want to fix it or they want to, you know, get to the point or whatever, you know, and I would say like, you could be missing out, you know, it's, it's, you know, you think about like the outcome, when are we going to get over this as opposed to like, all right, well, like, let's look at where we are with this and how can we, you know, I'm a big fan of like making it like maybe just five, 10% better because like, over the long haul, you know, that adds up. You know, it's not a switch. There's a trick. You know, it's, 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 it's work. It's, it is definitely work. So can you, we um, have to unfortunately start wrapping up this episode and this, you know, this has been a lot of valuable information. Do you, can you think of just one piece of advice or words of comfort i don't even know if that's the right word to that our listeners can you know sort of take heed and maybe push them in the right direction i, I would 
I would say just pay attention to like where you spend, you know, a lot of your energy, like your emotional energy, like where do you spend, you know, like where do your thoughts go? You know, are they often down the path of shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, in the past or what if in the future? Or are they, you know, also more about being in the moment, trying to find moments of like, you know, where you feel you have some control or contentment or some really sense of agency over all of this? Because I think what you're referring to, Julie, is like this feeling of helplessness that people have and you know we can manifest these things right but we can manifest them positively and negatively really and so if you can you know start to shift your focus and, and try and find out more on resilience and what what you're doing well <laughs> how you've made it this far mm -hmm. and what you have going for you and focusing on your strengths and what you have and it's going to help, it's going to help buffer, you know, the, the negative. Perfect. Thank you. Yes. Um, if there are people out there who are listening, who um, are looking for help, uh, I know that there are certain laws uh, regarding your ability to practice across state lines and whatnot. Um, but um, if they wanted to reach out to you or if they just wanted to get more information, um, I mean, I know they could probably reach out to you directly, but um, is there a particular website or someplace they could go? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a website. Um, I can send it to you. www.lifeguidanceassociates.com We will put that in the show notes because that was almost a whisper. I'm not sure what happened. www.lifeguidesassociates.com. Yeah, I'm Perfect. humble. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not looking for, I'm not looking, I'm booked. I'm good. Um, you know, but I mean, we're all booked. That's the thing. Like the therapists are really busy right now. We're not hurting for, you know, I don't, I think people who want help are seeking it. I think, unfortunately, there's maybe not enough available right now. Like, mm a lot of other things. So I think shows like this are really helpful for people who want the help, maybe even have the resources, but you know, it's just, you know, it's a tough time for everybody. So it is. there's less, yeah, there's less resources. All right. Well, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Yep. Thanks, Heather. Thanks again to all our listeners and our expert Heather Vargo for all of the great advice today. Check the show notes to learn more about Heather and feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. Our contact information is in the show notes as well. Our next episode of this series will be released Saturday, December 12th, and will feature Chris Cannon, who's going to talk about financial recovery. And if you'd like to hear more of our business-focused podcast, head on over to bizquickpodcast.com. You can also visit our company's website at sbpace.com to learn more about us. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in.